welcome to the Coventry Vineyard Podcast. Wherever and whenever you're listening, we hope you're blessed by this message. If you want to find out more about our church or speak with someone about Jesus, head to coventryvineyard.org. Good morning. We've not met. My name's Nick. I'm one of the senior pastors here. Now today we're going to be carrying on through our series on the King and His Kingdom and we're going to be in Matthew 6, verse 25 and onwards. Now last week we heard from Beth, she did a fantastic job talking through uh, what it means to have treasure in heaven and next week is going to be Easter Sunday and today's talk really fits in perfectly well with what happened last week and what's happening next week. So we're going to be in... Matthew 6, 25. Now, the other day I was out for a run. It's one of the things I do, uh, which helps me with my own mental health. And there's a route that I enjoy, which takes me past University Hospital and along the Sal Valley. And as I ran along, I was doing what I normally do. I was working through those things that were concerns for me. But this time I could feel the pressure of worry and anxiety building up in me as I ran past the Caledon Centre. Now, if you don't know, the Caledon Centre is an adult mental health care unit which describes itself as a place of safety. It's a psychiatric intensive care unit and it provides crisis assessment for people. Now, as as I ran past, the thought flitted through my worried mind I could check myself in. I could turn right rather than left and find a place of safety and get some help. Now, I turned left and I kept on running and I've thought about that moment. I've talked about it with people that I trust. Was it a sign that things in my life are not right? Do I need professional psychiatric help? Was I right just to keep on running? Do I simply need a rest? Now, I wonder today, do you ever feel anxiety and worry in your life? Do you ever feel the troubles of life start to overwhelm you? Of course you do. I think we all do. We all have moments when it feels like we're in the trash compactor on the Death Star It feels like the walls are closing in and something has grabbed us and started to pull us under. Or at least that's how it feels for me. Now, we are all looking for a place of safety. All of us have this inbuilt desire to seek safety, to find security. And when we don't, we feel worry and anxiety. So what causes anxiety? It might might be past experiences that we replay in our minds. It might be change and uncertainty about the future. It might be stress and pressure caused by family or work or both at the same time. It might might be financial problems, work problems, family problems, health problems. Anxiety might be caused by grief and loss by loneliness and isolation, by being abused or bullied or harassed. It may be that worry and anxiety comes from environmental concerns, 
natural disasters or pandemics. Even things like alcohol or caffeine can cause us to become more anxious, especially if we use those things to help us compensate for our anxiety. And then there's the news, those stories that describe all too graphically the distorted reality of living in a broken and sin-infected world. We ask ourselves, what if this happens? What if this does not happen? And oftentimes our anxiety is born out of a lack of control. We cannot control the outcome and that makes us incredibly anxious. Now for some of us, we need to seek professional help and deal with crippling anxiety and depression. And if life feels overwhelming to you, my advice would be to stop, to ask for help and make some changes. For some of us, there is a medical reason to why we experience anxiety and depression and help is available. However, for some of us, we are worrying unnecessarily. And today I want to humbly suggest that, the, that for those of us who follow King Jesus, those of us who have decided to trust in him and his way of living, that the, wo- the root of our worry about life really comes from a lack of confidence and trust in King Jesus and in the reality of his kingdom in our lives. And so today in a spectacular closing section of Jesus's epic and awesome Sermon on the Mount, he sets out why we are not to worry. The reality you will face is that you are going to experience trouble, but you are not to let it overwhelm you. Remember, the Sermon on the Mount is Jesus's vision for the kind of life that is possible if we apprentice under him as our rabbi, if we organise our lives around being students of Jesus. The Sermon on the Mount teaches us what it means to be citizens of the kingdom of God, to live life in allegiance to King Jesus. And so we live between two worlds, the world around us that is seen and tells us how we should think and feel and behave and respond, and the world of the king, this kingdom of God, which is largely unseen, which we enter through faith and trust and which breaks into our present reality and makes it possible to live life free of worry, to find and live in that place of safety. So Matthew 6, verse 25, Jesus says, therefore, which follows on from what we uh, looked at last week and what you most value in life. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body or what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? 
Jesus is saying, simply put, don't worry about stuff. Now, worry is not the same as being cautious or careful. We should be concerned about many things. We should be concerned about locking doors, about managing our money wisely and driving carefully on difficult roads. Now, this is not the same as worry. Worry is what we do after we have planned and prepared and acted properly. When we continue to stew about something, we have crossed into the world of worry. Really, worry is a disproportionate level of concern based on an inappropriate measure of feel. I'll say that again. Worry is a disproportionate level of concern based on an inappropriate measure of fear. You see, worry is unnecessary. It's useless. It has no positive benefits to us. It will not add a single hour to your life or a single centimetre to your height. Worry is not only futile, futile, it is opposed to kingdom living. When we cross the line from being responsible to being anxious, we have turned our focus away from God and his providence. We do this because we've bought into the lie that worrying helps us. We might tell ourselves, if I'd been more concerned about it, I could have prevented it from happening. My worrying prevented that from happening, so therefore next time I will worry even more to prevent harm. You see, worry, as one commentator describes, is practical atheism. Worry is a failure to trust God and his goodness or to believe what he told us. Worry places more worth and value in stuff rather than the generous and good God who provides all the stuff. When we, when we understand that God is, is out for our good, then we don't need to worry. Worry is a form of superstition. As Michael Green in his commentary argues, superstition and worry has to do with control. We trick ourselves into thinking that our behaviour gives us power and control. When we make the mistake of thinking we have all the power and control, we consequently take God out of the equation. You see, wor worry erodes our trust in the king and his kingdom. Worry is what happens when we fear what we can't control. And see, Jesus is not saying that people who are poor and hungry, the kind of people who are listening to this sermon, that lack, lack faith and need to trust God more. He's not telling impoverished people they need to have more faith. That would be cruel and, and just utterly wrong. We may be tempted to think that Jesus is telling us to trust God to provide our needs without our help. Now, we recently put up a couple of uh, bird feeders in our garden to uh, consider the birds. Now, birds, as we know, are not lazy creatures. They actually work really hard. They do not sit in their nests and wait for God to bring them seeds and berries. They actively seek their sustenance. Now, if we didn't put out feeders, they would find food elsewhere. 
But birds find food without worrying. I've never really seen a worried bird. Jesus' point is clear. You are worth far more than a bird. In Jesus' day, several birds could be bought for just a handful of change. We could never put a value on a person. And that is Jesus' point. You see, worry keeps me focused on my own limited resources. But it's trust which keeps my attention on God's abundant resources. And so that is why worry cannot exist in the kingdom of God. Worry happens when I put myself on the throne of my life, when I live in the kingdom of me. But we trust when God is on the throne of our lives and we live in his kingdom. That is why the solution to worry is what Jesus says next. It's to seek first the kingdom of God. See, that is the antidote to worry. This is the place of safety that you are looking for. It's the realization and trust that you can live in the strong and unshakable kingdom of God. Or as Jesus says in verse 33, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. What does it mean to seek the kingdom of God first? It means making the reality and the principles of God's kingdom of first and primary concern. It doesn't mean we shouldn't work hard. It doesn't mean we shouldn't care about anything or be responsible stewards of our lives and our possessions. We continue to look to God and what he is doing in the midst of our ordinary lives. Seeking the kingdom first means facing our trials and troubles, not with anxiety and worry, but with trust that God can and will work in them. As James Bryan Smith says, as long as we are worrying, we cannot seek first the kingdom of God. And as long as we are seeking first the kingdom of God, we cannot worry. When we are living life in the kingdom of God, we are living in a perfectly safe place. We live in the unshakable kingdom of God so that even when we are tested, we never fail. Now today, if you are looking for a place of safety, then step into the kingdom of God. Say yes to trusting in King Jesus. finish off, I want to ask you, what would it look like for you to have a deep abiding confidence in God's character and promises to trust in him? You see, as long as we live in fellowship with our good and beautiful God and his mighty kingdom, we have nothing to fear, not even fear itself. As Paul writes, for nothing in life or in death can separate us from the love of God. And then in Isaiah 26, 3 to 4, we read that God will keep in perfect peace those whose minds 
are steadfast because they trust in him. He goes on to say, trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord, the Lord himself is the rock eternal. The kingdom of God is a, a solid foundation that you can build a life on as you face the storms of life. But that's another sermon. And finally, Paul once again got it. He says, don't be anxious about anything. In Philippians 4, 6-7, don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So to conclude, I want to give you some practical steps to help you turn your worries and your cares into prayers for this week. So first of all, what would it look like if each morning you just set aside 10 minutes? And in that time, you thought about all of the things you might be anxious about. Now, it might be 30 seconds if you're doing well. You might need more than 10 minutes if you're not doing so well. But then get a notebook or get a journal and write them down. So set aside some time, think about the things, write them down. And fourthly, ask what you can do to remedy each of these situations. Is it somebody you need to talk to? Is it something you can give to somebody else? Is it something that you just need to uh, respond to? It might be something really simple, but it's just um, building up and building up and overwhelming you. Fifthly, make a note to yourself to do the things you can do. Now, recently I got a, an app on my phone where I can put, put down those things which um, are bothering me, things that are reminders, and then I can cross them out as I've gone through them. And I was like, why didn't I do this um, like you know, 20 years ago? Why has it taken me this long to sort out these sort of things? Make a note to yourself to do the things that you can do. And then turn everything else over to God by asking him. What would be helpful is actually to even write down your, requ your request to God and to be specific. Because as we see in the next part of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, you know, ask, seek, and knock, which is really helpful because it spells out ask, ask, seek, knock. See, the rule of the kingdom is to ask. See, God will not mock your prayers. He will not give you stones for bread or snakes for fish. He will not give us what will harm us. And for that reason, he will often answer our prayers differently from what we might ask. Oftentimes we do not know what is best for us, what is best for our own good, but he does. He is a good, good father and he longs to give good gifts to his children. So as you turn those cares and worries into prayers, you'll find that prayer helps you to deal with those worries in several ways. First of all, you realise that the provision of the kingdom of God is available to you 
in every circumstance, whether it's large or small. And secondly, you'll find that you'll start to see things from God's perspective, which starts to put our own problems and concerns in a new light. And so for now, I'm going to keep on running. I'm going to keep trusting in King Jesus. I will keep talking with those who care for me about the things which bother me. And I'll keep on trusting and keep on seeking first the kingdom of God. So let me pray for you. May you experience the present strength and resurrection power of God as you pray. And may your worries diminish with each and every prayer as you trust in the King and his kingdom. Amen. Now what I'd like to do is I'd just like to just wait. Why don't you just uh, sit still, close your eyes for a moment, maybe put your hands out in front of you and rest in God's presence. You don't need to rush on to the next thing. Let me encourage you to talk to God about the things which are troubling you. You might want to speak those out. You might want to just hold those in your mind. In a moment, you might want to just go for a walk. But as you rest in God's presence, may the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, Guard your heart and your mind in King Jesus. And may you be blessed. Now in a moment we're going to go into our online gathering and this will be a really good time to talk with people that uh, care for you, talk with people that are likewise uh, facing challenging circumstances. And we're not to try and do all this on our own. We live this life in the kingdom in community. And so we want this church to also be a place of safety, a place where we can talk with each other and love one another and support and encourage one another. So if you're looking for that sort of a place, then uh, do join us or get in touch. Email me, nick at commentaryvineyard.org.uk. Bless you. Thanks for tuning in today. We would love to connect with you on a Sunday morning soon. Bless you and have a great week.